Uh, this guy's called the Standing Streamer. with regret and you're watching putting you over that'll work boom boom baby we know best alright fix the mic <clears throat> what's up Tommy streamer how's it going what's going on headphones on broken headphones by the way Vanessa is here, which gives me plenty of time now to do what I need to do. Hello. Oh, he muted himself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. You hear me? You're good? Oh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be. No, you're yeah. good. You're good. I thought I joined, like, the, the Weather Channel or something. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I was hearing was stuff about tornadoes. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was oh, just... Yeah. um. I was just saying I'm in I'm in uh, upstate New York and I was just letting the people know in the live chat there's a severe thunderstorm warning here and uh, I guess there's a tornado warning like 30 miles away I don't know how fast tornadoes move but uh, I was like <laughs> hey you never know we might just disappear like this but we'll play it by ear how you doing tonight sir I'm pretty good how are you other than the uh, the tornadoes <laughs> other than the weather. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm fine. Uh, I'm holding in there. I've been in this house since March. Uh, and although that sounds really fun with my cool bar and all the cool video game stuff I have, I live in a house with three daughters and a wife and being stuck in here. No offense, Vanessa, since March with these people uh, has driven me insane. How about yourself during the pandemic? Oh yeah, my, much, much of the same. the same. Just just cooped up and uh, like trying to find new new hobbies. That's that that's yeah. a good transition. Yeah. I always ask a question on here about hobbies and traits and things you've learned and picked up during uh, the pandemic. Have you picked up anything cool that you can use in or out of the ring? Uh no. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. In terms of turns out, I'm not good at very many things. <laughs> Uh, uh, no, yeah, I kind of, kind of 
taken it a bit, I guess, as an opportunity to just kind of um, to take a bit of a, a mental break mm -hmm. from the grind. Uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe just let everything digest. Yeah. You know, not not get too worried or stressed about it. Yeah. So it, it's it's it's. Uh, it has its, its its good moments and its bad moments where, um, where you you start miss or I start missing the the stuff that I enjoyed about it, but then there's the stuff that I didn't enjoy that I'm not not missing. Yeah. So not 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 having to to, to travel and things like that. It's you know nice little break, but then the big the biggest thing is I just I just I, I forgot what normal people do, I guess. <laughs> So you, I don't know what normal people do. So yeah, so, so you're talking to you the wrong guy. This, I get this, 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 all this, this extra time, and it's just I don't, I don't know what to uh, necessarily do with it. And yeah. that, you know, that's when the, the itch kind of comes because even it, just, it was, it was at, at minimum, at bare minimum, was it was something, something to do, something to look forward to, something yeah. to. Um, I don't know, like, like pursue a goal, you know, yeah. something purpose. Yeah. Uh, so that, that's kind of the void. Yeah. We, I suppose. we've, uh, we've had several independent wrestlers on here and their first answer to the pandemic was, Oh man, I was so happy to rest and just like recoup my brain and have a mental rejuvenation. Uh, but then as the months go on, it's like, you you're falling back down. You're like, I gotta, I gotta get out. I, I mean, because you guys probably you're every weekend you're, you're going somewhere and you're yeah. having that camaraderie and you're having those matches or not even the matches, but just the, the socializing, uh, getting to every show is probably the worst of it. Not having that. Yeah. But yeah, but you're like, yeah, you're socializing. Like you mentioned, it's, yeah. it's, um, you know, just like with any job, I suppose you, you form these habitual relationships and you, you don't realize it at the time, but you, you kind of depend on circumstances to, to bring you together with your, your friends all the time. And then when, once that's, once that's gone, it's, it's like, oh, I got to put an effort now to <laughs> maintain relationships. What's, what's, what's this? It feels yeah. strange. <laughs> exactly. I got to, uh, yeah, it's, it's been tough. It's been tough. And for me personally, I've gone up and down. Uh, I've had my good days. I've had my bad days. Mm. And I guess that's what normal people do. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Although my beer consumption has gone up. And that's that's uh, <laughs> not the greatest. But oh well. Yeah. Happens. Um, your first wrestling, you've probably like uh, – I mean, it's a dumb question because I know your answer. I'm going to say, what's your first wrestling memory? And you're going to probably tell me that you've watched wrestling since you were a kid. Uh, but is there, is there anything unique in there? Anything I'm missing? Uh, was it big in your house? Did your, did your parents watch it? No. I, so the, the first memory I have of it was actually, um, and I, I couldn't even tell you because it, yeah. it wasn't WWF. Right, I know that for sure. That's good. I, I feel like it was um, like a rerun of an NWA thing or something. And I was I was at my, a neighbor's house because um, uh, they were they were babysitting me, and it was just on TV. And it was uh, 
my, my friend's dad that was just telling me who some of the, yeah. the guys were. I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't yeah. remember. I don't remember any anything. But that was the first time that I saw it. And then um, it was just weekend superstars. It was like after on after X Men. Yeah, something like Our that. Saturday morning cartoons. Uh, whatever else was on, and then I think at, at lunchtime on Saturday was was wrestling, and my my parents didn't want me watching it with my brother uh my my, my twin brother oh. um yeah <laughs> and um so he won one year for christmas my brother asked for a, a tv it was, it's just ended up being like this little tiny thing um but he had it set up in his room and i remember like, on, on superstars like i thought that's that was just the wrestling show and that's all it was but then they would always show clips from mm-hmm. like, like raw and i didn't understand what it was i was like what's this other wrestling that uh, that i'm missing and then um somehow we found out that on mondays at, at nine it was on tv but it was after bedtime yeah and i would sneak into his room so at my uh, we slept upstairs my parents were on the, on the main floor so i would sneak into my room at, at you know nine or ten or whatever it was on and we try to keep quiet watching it and then once it was over I, i'd sneak back in my my bed that's awesome um, but those, yeah those are my early memories of it and i, I wish i i wish i had a like a cooler story but nah. everyone's no. got their own story we could probably make something up we could we could yeah. we could make up an origin story that'd be fun <laughs> yeah know. you know like I, i i appreciate the way you you, you worded the question because yeah it's usually the first question asked right like it's, i hate giving the answer because yeah. it's just you, you want something that's exciting but it's well you know. what i've been coming to learn as uh, i slowly get more uh wrestlers on independent wrestlers all sorts of wrestlers they're kind of sick of that question they're kind of sick of uh you know where you when you started uh where you trained uh all those uh scripted questions at the start I, i just feel that maybe they don't like to be asked them every single time always so i've been trying I, to find think, different ways to do it yeah it's 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 the, it's the icebreaker you yeah. know small talk like i would have come in and asked about the weather but you're already talking about tornadoes so you had mine like i already you know, blew that see, so <laughs> i start off like that yeah uh, one night i insulted Thunder Rosa, the NWA women's champ. I said she looked exhausted. I literally started off the interview by telling her she oh, looked exhausted. God. It was terrible. <laughs> That's all right. She's great. Um, you, you brought something up earlier in, in your story, uh, your first memory. And I didn't know if I would touch on it tonight because I just didn't know how things were going to flow. But I found it interesting that, and uh, in, in stop me if I'm out of line, that he was your twin brother. Um I heard you telling a story about your tour in uh, Japan mm. uh, with, oh gosh, I lost the name now. Let me check my notes. Mike Bailey. And mm. you, you had gotten some news about your brother at that time, and Mike Bailey was there for you. How is... That was my, uh, my other brother. Okay, okay. I have, yeah, I have two. I have a twin and okay. uh, a half-brother. Okay. So that was my half-brother. Um, uh, but he, uh, yeah, he's in remission now. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, we just learned about that uh, pretty pretty recently so things yeah that's great so i think he went i think it was a the the the, the year checkup yep uh, so it would have been about a year and then it things look really good yeah um but that's good yeah that was <laughs> yeah that was this 
that, that, that was definitely a rough one. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, I literally just like was very hesitant on how I wanted to ask it because I, I did do some research. I did learn that, and, and then you mm-hmm. brought it up, so I was like, oh. And then as I'm asking, I'm thinking, oh, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't do this. <laughs> that would be well, I mean, line. I don't, don't, no, I'm, not, I'm yeah. not bothered at all. I mean, I did, I did speak about it before as okay. well, so yeah. it'd, it'd be very unfair yeah. like, if, if I got mad at you like right now yeah. <laughs> about it. Um, after, uh, but yeah, so um, I guess for those uh, watching that don't know, uh, on my tour in, in, in Japan, I was, I think, into the second week of it. And we were on um, one of the, uh, the subway to go to the next show mm-hmm. or to the head office in Tokyo, I think. And I just, I just got a, you know, on the train Wi-Fi, got 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 a message yeah. from from uh, my girlfriend letting me know that my um, half brother, um, my brother, had a, uh, they discovered a tumor in his brain, and it was. Um, just this this uh, moment for me where this this wrestling in Japan is something that I wanted to do for a really 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 long time and and, and I was finally doing it yeah. and actually on my way to an event and then when I got that news I, I just broke down crying in the uh, in the train and it it was weird because um, it like if you saw somebody just burst out crying yeah. in a train like a, a stranger um like you wouldn't you wouldn't know what to do especially no. with the culture over there everyone's like you know quite polite and, and reserved for for the, for the most part um so it felt very lonely but uh, mike bailey was there uh you know he was in his phone and then yeah. you know looked up he heard me probably heard me like like sniffle or he snort or something out, yeah. and then like didn't even ask just, just came over and sat next to me and like put his arm on me and everything and then and, and, and like then asked what 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 happened and I told him and uh, he kept and I was super appreciative of that because he over the next several days like kept checking up on me as well you know asking how everything uh, was going and you know being able to give somebody over their updates was really helpful but but in that moment it was um like like i think i have to go home type thing yeah and just that 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 challenge of like no i like i I work so hard to be here but right now it feels wrong like i shouldn't be here i should be at home and so i I spoke to my my mother and father and everything and they they kind of talked me down off that ledge as well yeah um but that yeah that 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 one was that one was rough for sure yeah well, let's switch gears. He's in remission. Yeah. That's phenomenal. No, it's great. Yeah. 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 So that's great to hear. So I'm I'm happy to hear that. Um, you you you're uh you've been wrestling for a long time. I'd say uh your your debut was in 2007. Uh, yes. That's right. Yeah. But Psycho Mike, not Mike Rollins, Psycho Mike. Uh, probably came around in 2009. How how does who is Psycho Mike and how does it come about? How how did how did it start? Yeah. So so originally, um, so yeah, so I was, I was Mike Rollins, and that was just a you know a name. I had to pick one, right? 
and mm -hmm. my, my real last name is, is Oberegger. And I thought it would be fun to chant, you know, it's four syllables. Overrager. Over that is you know, a good one. That is but, good. Right? Right? Yeah. And then, uh, you know, but everyone, I, I, well, NXT wasn't there yet, but, you know, everyone had cool, like, names. You know, it was like Lex Luger, Razor Ramon, you know, like, cool names, like Oberegger. Like, what, what the hell is that? Um, so everyone's saying I couldn't use it. I should change it. And um, also, big, I'm a big fan of, of Henry Rollins. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I, and I kind of wanted to do something inspired by, by music. So I was in a, a band with some buddies at the time. And so I just picked Rollins as the, the surname and I wanted to keep my first name just because I didn't want to be like, literally the only reason was I didn't want to be in a public place and have somebody call me like Greg or something. Right. Right. And I'll just say Mike, I think now everyone can remember that. And, um, but I, and I was really struggling to, to find myself. Like you're asking, like, like who was I? And like I wasn't really anybody. Um, and I was just trying to. I was trying on different colors of tights and different looks and things like that. And at a certain point, I, I tried painting. Not painting my face. I actually went and bought some pretty expensive, like cosmetic, uh, makeup and eyeliner and like like uh, I don't even know what you call it, but it was. And I, I was trying to go for like this gothic Baron Samity look, which yeah. wasn't me at all, but it just, I need, I wasn't getting booked as often as I wanted. So I was just trying anything. Um, and then another promoter in the area who was running at the time was running uh, a podcast called the O show, uh, big daddy Donnie, um, who I become like acquaintances with mm -hmm. just gave me a call once like out of the blue and started asking about, about this, this look. And he said that he had this idea for a tag team that he wanted to do at the, the show he was booking uh, where he would tag me with Crazy Steve. And he came up with the name Psycho Mike. And it was one of those things where I thought that I hated the name at the time, right? Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it, it's, it, I think it is definitively in a vacuum. Like, it's a stupid name, right? No one wants to like, be, be referred to as that. <laughs> but... Uh, just like, like over time, it, you know, we would, we'd be at a, a, like the restaurant or something. And then I'd say something funny and then they would just start chanting psycho Mike and it became kind of a meme with us. And yeah. I, and I fell in love with the name. Uh, we, we did, we ended up doing like a very short run with the tag team before the, uh, I think that the promotion just, just went under or something like that, but I like the name yeah. and, um, they kind of stopped with the face paint and everything. So I went with Psycho Mike Rollins for a while. And then Seth Rollins debuted on wow. TV. I think it was an SCW or NXT. And I said, well, I can't use Rollins anymore. Yeah. So I just said Psycho Mike. And what, what it was, was like when people find out you wrestle, they say, well, what do you call yourself? Like the Terminator or something? Or like, what are you like the ultimate destroyer? Like they came up with all these silly names. Yeah. And I just... So I just like, well, psycho Mike, right? Like if people are thinking like, that's what pro wrestlers call themselves, yeah. I'll, I'll just do that. And, and then that's what that was. Um, and it just kind of at around that time at, at C4, I started working with, with C4 and there was just this turning point. It, I, I tagged with Josh Alexander in a match against a 2.0 um, who are an NXT right now. And we were oh, supposed yeah. to be the baby yeah. face. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I can't, I can't, I, I'm drawing a blank on what their 
their tag I, name is. I am too. Off the top. I can't ever get yeah. it. I call them the generic. Which is, that's that's why I was trying to. That's why I was moving on quickly, yeah. sweeping it under the rug. Just go on, <laughs> two I, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we were supposed to be the baby faces, and they were the heels, but they they were really over at C4, and they were very you know charismatic and everything. And I just remember, like during the entrance, they they grabbed my jacket and did an elbow drop on it, and the crowd popped. And I looked at Josh and they just said, well, this sucks because we're supposed to be the good guys yeah. and they liked them more than us. And I kind of had this, uh, it's like epiphany, like just in this moment where uh-huh. I'm like, well, if I shit the bed, oh, am I allowed? Oh, sorry. Should no, I not curse? No, you can, you're fine. Okay. I, my shirt says right. Dick Kick City. No, it says D star. Oh, that's true. That's right. D star, yeah. D star, yeah. CK City. Yeah. But yes, uh, go ahead. Ever rise, so, ever rise. So I figured, like, if if I shit the bed right now, like I'm not coming back to this place anyway. Yeah. So I, I'm just gonna go down swinging, and and I, it's like I just stopped caring. Like I, yeah. I I'm gonna touch on this point again uh, in a second. But uh, so when we started the match, I I just kind of lost control of myself, and I, I I ended up doing a people's elbow to one of their ring jackets, and the crowd popped, and then like I like ran like uh you know the and, and you've played uh, no mercy before right yeah, the n64 yeah. game yeah. And, you, and you tackle each other and they just kind of stare at each other like that yeah. uh like we ran that spot and we did a thumb wrestle and like it's still one of my favorite matches uh, it's a sentimental favorite especially and then afterwards uh they both both jeff and matt came up and they were really happy with it the promoter came up and said like uh, we didn't have room for you on, on the next show, but like, I'll find something, but we'll get you back on like the one after. And then I started working with them full time for a few years. Wow. And it was just kind of that breakout moment for me where I just, when I stopped thinking about who I was supposed to be, I just, and I was just kind of myself. Um, and I just did it because I didn't care. Yeah. And I remember um, like a piece of advice that I got uh, much later on, which kind of, I think, validated that feeling was go go out there like you know you're gonna get you're already gonna be fired like if you already know you're gonna get yeah. fired what would you do like you wouldn't care right right um so i was like i don't mean like literally you know <laughs> i'm already getting fired I'm, I'm just gonna go you know take a shit in the middle of the ring <laughs> so nothing like that but uh yeah that was it so like like psycho mike um for the longest time was just um it was just a, like a celebration of the, the things that make pro wrestling great. It's supposed to be like a satirical parody yeah. on, on pro wrestling. Um, harkens back to the, 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 the 80s style as well. That was very, like my original promo style. Yeah. Um, and, and for a long time, like, uh, so I, like I see Warhorse right now. And, yeah. um, like he's, he's taken off in the last year. And when I read interviews that he's saying, like he's giving a lot of the same answers. Yeah. So... I don't know. Um, so I'd say from like 2010 to 2012, maybe 09 to 12, uh, I was my, 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 my inspiration or my intent, everything was very similar to what, what Warhorse is doing, we're doing right now. Just Warhorse is doing it a whole, uh, obviously doing it a whole lot better <laughs> than I was back then. But or just, yeah, we had know, very uh, the right similar eyes. inspirations. Yeah. Uh, someone in the chat, uh, actually, no, not someone. Vanessa said, uh, "2.0 is Ever Rise." Ever Rise. That's NXT. it. That's it. So, 
We I think did. 2.0 is such a better name. No. It is. We'll just uh, yeah. we'll, we'll edit this in post for YouTube. We'll yeah. push out later. And it sound like we yeah, know. Yeah, so I had a match with 2.0 and in, in, in NXT. They are Ever Rise. That's <laughs> right. Ever Rise. Like, they're great. Just put like, just put like a very blatant uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> edit there. <laughs> um, Now, you, you brought it up, uh, Psycho Mike. First of all, you're not Psycho. If you no, have, which is the and that drives me, dude. It drives me. It drives me nuts when when I, I can't, I can't, I can't tell you when when uh someone is just you know you're you do this because you're crazy, right, or something like that. I'm like, well, I'm not like an idiot, right? You know, I I I, I take my character seriously. I yeah. like more seriously than than um I, I any I compare I compare it to anybody else. Um, the the amount of like, like how serious I take it, so. When people are saying, now often I often got this for a long time where it was you, you need to be more serious out there. Yeah, it's like I'm taking things deathly seriously. Um, it's just that my 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 style's different. Yeah, and my style tends to to make make people laugh or it tends to make people smile and it just makes them feel something different. But it's not that I'm not taking it seriously because to me that implies that that I don't care, right? right. Um, and if I change that that process or uh the the intent then i'm i'm not good anymore i'm less i'm less good Uh, it's less entertaining it's i I have less value so that's something i've been very resistant to yeah for for a long time yeah but maybe i'm wrong do you i'm screwing up no i we were (laughs) we were talking about this before uh i was trying to describe who you were and all this and do you like the term comedy wrestling do you like that term um like it, it, it it's fine i i think it's it's a bit of a loaded term yeah and i think sometimes it gets used as, as a pejorative uh that word is like way comedy. over my head oh pejor- uh, like an insult okay like a gotcha. term yeah something yep. that that's something like an unflattering term okay i my vocabulary i i uh i studied all day like i know just just so i could learn a bunch of words to throw in here so i could look really smart <laughs> I, I'm um, trying to use the word pejorative is my pejorative is one of my favorite words. I'm trying to use resonate. <laughs> I even have it. Resonate. I'm going to use there it later. Go. I'm going to say resonate. There okay, it is. Somewhere. Yeah. Uh, what was the question? A comedy. I, I don't No, I don't hate it. Um, I, I don't like it when it's used as a way to kind of put somebody in the box. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I joke actually joked about this the other day where it's like, I don't, I don't do comedy wrestling. I, I, I tell stories with jokes or something. Uh, it's a bit of a pretentious way to put it, but um, there, there, no, there's an element of truth to that where I uh, try to think that way, right? Where yeah. uh, I, I think there's a difference between like storytelling that makes you laugh versus going out and doing you know slapstick carnival style comedy uh, that that doesn't really have much depth. Yeah, I don't, I don't get much fulfillment out of that, and I wouldn't say it's 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 inherently bad or anything, but I think it's. I think it's selling it short too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I always get the feeling people put down uh, wrestlers that use comedy in their style, uh, such as yourself, uh, a war horse, a Dan Housen, hell, a Colt Cabana. I think mm. they look at, at wrestlers like that, that like they're doing that because they're not very good at wrestling. But you, you trained uh, at the Harley race school in St. Louis Right, that, that was the yeah, I did a, did a camp there. A I camp. did a camp. That's the uh, Vanessa. Uh, 
We had someone else that did the camp there too. Uh, Beer City, City Bruiser. Yes, thank you. He did that same oh. camp there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have been a different year, I think. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but um, um yeah. But I mean, that's that's just uh, moronic to think that way because I mean, I've seen you in the ring when you're not doing uh, the you telling a story with jokes. Yeah. <laughs> you got you got skill. I mean, you, you the the match with Josh Alexander. You guys put on a hell of a match. Mm. You know, yourself. and, and I, I, so I, I like the the action comedy genre mm-hmm. in movies a lot. Uh, and uh, I, I always, I always uh, would refer to um, the the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, um, in particular, uh, Guardians Guardians of the Galaxy and things of uh, or Thor Ragnarok. You know, movies yeah. of that ilk where they're they're fantastical action movies, but they still make you you laugh and there's this overall plot with um you know the fate of the universe and everything gardens of the galaxy the subject matter of it's pretty serious but they're enjoyable and 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 you laugh and and i always like my my philosophy is to be getting that out of of a wrestling match where i can have moments in it where where it's lighthearted and and it's funny and everything but we're still trying to win like i'm still trying to win yeah and you know, when when you you get into those 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 final gears, uh, I get, you know, I get the, the shit in as 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 it were, but I, I won't hesitate for a minute to to, to stop poses and you know put a different beat in there that that might make you smile or whatever, and it, it's it's a way to to stand out um, where it makes the character interesting or the, the like a gimmick interesting mm-hmm. or any you know something like that. But I also genuinely believe it. It just makes the matches better uh, yeah. for the for the card and for the show. So yeah. I, I'm always I'm always trying to do that. Yeah, and uh, I was watching. I watched a couple matches to to prepare and, and stuff like that. And I was watching. Uh, oh, I'll get the promotion wrong. Cross crossbody. Crossbody. Yeah, because yeah. it was a C and a B, and then the B wasn't connected, so it looked like a W for wrestling. <laughs> so it was CB uh, against Cody Deaner. Who we had mm. on, and I was just—I don't think I stopped la- smiling and laughing the entire match, because I know I didn't have any of the story back, like the build-up or anything. But you guys are coming out, and you're arguing like right off the bat about being a cowboy. Yeah, and <laughs> I didn't know why. So, so that one—that one—that one I would straight up call comedy match. Right? Yes, that's my. That was yeah, full like, comedy. Yes. Yeah. But it took um, me, which is why I'm saying it's not like I, I'm never gonna say a comedy's bad, but I yeah. think there's a, a difference, right, yeah. between the two. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That one was um, so crossbody. Uh, uh, ben Ben Ortman's uh, like he lets me get away with uh, anything, and it was it's a it's a it's a good test bed for me. Yeah, because uh, it's a it's a it's low risk, yeah. right? Because uh, I know I'm 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 close with the promoter, so if I if I do something wrong, I just apologize. He's like, ah, all right, fine. <laughs> You're right. on the next show. Um, yeah. And <laughs> uh, so I, I tried, yeah, to experiment with a lot of things there. So the cowboy thing was was actually kind of just me taking the piss where um, there was a certain point in time where I think I was doing, doing de- I was on Destiny, I was on Smash, yeah. and I was at Superkick. So at Smash, I was doing the well-oiled machines with yeah. Pepper. At Superkick, I was doing two guys with RJ City. And at Destiny, I, I was uh, 
doing this uh, funny dancing gimmick, but I was Psycho Mike across the board, <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I didn't really change anything. Like I was still me. I was still doing like yeah. my, my gimmick. Just didn't. I had tag partners, or I like I would hear music and dance to it, which is completely uh, like in uh, in sync with my character, anyways. Um, but people would say like, "Oh man, it's, like you're." you're so diverse. Like you, you're doing something different at every show. Like you're doing a different gimmick at every show. And I would joke, like I remember talking to RJ at a super kick show. I'm just like, I don't think people realize I'm, I'm just doing like the same shit, right? <laughs> like I'm not any different. And I, I made, I actually made a joke where I said, like I could probably put on a cowboy hat and pretend to be a cowboy. And people would think I'm like reinventing myself. So the, the whole joke for me was um, that I will just make this aesthetic change. Yep. I'll, like with different trunks and a hat and everything, I'll call myself a cowboy and I'll act the exact same. Yeah. And uh, you know, see if if people think I'm doing something new when I'm really not. Yeah. And it, it kind of works. And then uh, what, what the match you saw? Which one did you watch? Um, the choose your own adventure match, or was it uh, a, a different one? It was a different one. There was a there was a horse involved. It was. Yeah. Yeah. That was. Uh, <laughs> What did they name it? Uh, I can't remember either. Billy Buck. But Billy Buck. Buck, No, Billy Buck 2. This was the second one. Yes. Yeah. There was a story about Billy Buck. (laughs) I did a Ring of Honor camp um, a a while ago. It was actually with uh, with Ethan Page. And it was a a tag team one. And, uh, but, you know, like, you show up. I'm trying to get a job. I'm trying to get work. Whatever. So I showed up on my own, on my own, and if you didn't have a partner with you, they just paired you up with somebody. And I got paired up with um, I, I don't even remember. He was a used car salesman from like like Tennessee or something, <laughs> and he he had uh, he was Billy Buck, yeah. And his like he had like the PVC pants with uh, like chaps on. Like he did, he tried to pull off the look and everything, and. I, 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 I adored it. Just like the, 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 the innocence or the, the sincerity of it, yeah. I think is the, yeah. is the word. And we would be doing, I'm like, I, I talked to Julian like during this thing and it's just, we we're so different. Right. And I'm like, I can't wait to do this thing. Cause they wanted us to do promos and stuff together. So like, we did, I would, I would always just go into these promos and talk about how like Billy Buck was like getting me back to my Western roots and everything <laughs> like that. <laughs> And I had so much fun with it. So I like I, when I was doing the, uh, the the Psycho Mike as a cowboy thing, I, like I was I kept thinking about that yeah. constantly. And then I just always remembered the name Billy Buck. And I'm like, we did a promo during that. And I was going in about uh, like, like how him and I, like Billy Buck and I, were, were riding our horses in the desert. You know, my name, the whole... My, my, the name of my horse was Wild Stallion and Billy Buck. What was the name of your horse? And I caught him off guard. He just goes, <laughs> Billy Buck. And I, and I, and I, <laughs> I had to pause. And there's a, when they're doing, you're doing these promos at the camp. They, like, there's this camera on you, and like Kevin Kelly's there, Caprice Coleman's there, and they're just they kind of like snicker. I'm like, I gotta keep a straight face. So I was just like. Yeah, that's right. I'm, I'm on my horse, Wild Stallion, and Billy Buck is riding Billy Buck. And I just got off with the, and I thought it was the funniest thing ever. I don't even think he realized he said it, right? He probably did it. He didn't re- realize it, because like, he was so terrified of doing the promos, and I just kept kept saying, like, 
and I'll just just you know I'll just go and when I ask you something just answer the question so I, I think I just caught him off guard uh but yeah that, <laughs> that's that's, that's where Billy Buck the name of the horse Billy Buck came from that's because funny. Billy Buck the used car salesman from Tennessee named his horse Billy Buck in some off-the-cuff uh promo yeah. at, a, at a ring of honor camp I wonder what he's doing now I I don't know I don't know either guy with guy with that who's a sweetheart i'll yeah. tell you that much yeah uh, uh do you have a history in improv or theater um i would not much of a formal one yeah. I, I i did it i started you know i was like 10th grade once they started doing drama at, at school and um it was one of the the things i enjoyed the most and then you know when i when i graduated uh i was i, I continued doing um like little acting gigs at the, the the community church. Yeah. Uh when I was growing up and then you know breaking into pro wrestling. And, it, and it's weird because when I was doing that stuff I never got stage fright or anything like that. And I think it was always because um I was always like 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 playing a character or something. And so when people were watching it they I never got the sense that they're you know they're watching, you know, me. Right. They're they're watching me play somebody else. So if 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 I do something, it's, they're not laughing at me. They're laughing at, you know, whoever I'm supposed to yeah. be. And then when I started wrestling, um, I think I, I, I cared about it so much more, or, or I, I cared what people thought a lot more. And there was that, that old adage of, or that old piece of advice where it's, you know, the best, the best gimmick is best characters. You play yourself, but you turn it up to 11. So I'm always thinking, like I had in my head for, for so long, uh, that, that I'm, I'm myself out there, but turned up to 11. And like, you're talking to me to right now. This is me. This is me yeah. being myself. I move my hands around a lot. My, my voice is pretty generally pretty monotonous and stuff. And I guess if I turn it up to 11, I would just move my hands around more. I don't Fast. know. Like what, what is that? Like, who know. am I? Yeah. And it's, it's nothing. Um, but you know, I didn't really want people watching me. Right. Uh, as like a person. And then, once like cycle Mike kind of came along and I, you know, I kind of had that epiphany and it's like, I am being myself, but I'm right. just taking. So when people ask me questions, uh, when they ask me uh, for advice about character or something, I say, well, you remember, you know how they say be yourself, but turn it up to 11. Like, I don't like that. Find what yourself is, what, what, what your characteristics are specifically. Like I move my hands around a lot, you know, I make, to, uh, I tend to open my eyes. That, that's one thing that like, people always think I'm worried, right? Or scared yeah. or there's something up because my, my, I have like, huge round eyes or something. So I made them bigger and rounder. Um, and then you find those characteristics and you turn those up to 11, right? But yeah. then be the character that you want to be. Uh, and that, that's kind of what it is for me. I don't even think about it anymore. Yeah. Because uh, I'm just so, so comfortable doing that. But it's also... I wouldn't call it me, you know, right. if that makes sense. No, I get I'm you. being myself, but it's not me. Yeah. You yeah. mentioned stage fright. Did you have stage fright initially when um, you started wrestling? Not, not for the wrestling stuff. It no. was specific. Um, I, I, like, yes and no. It wasn't that, like, I'm afraid of screwing up a, yeah. a spot or, yeah. or anything like that. But it was specifically who I am as a character or personality. And I was very, um, I don't know what the word is, whatever the, the, the opposite of confidence is. Like I had, I had confidence in 
being able to hit somebody and slam somebody and, you know, make it look good and not hurt anybody. But as a, as a, as a, as a character, as a personality, it was gone, which was weird because I'd done improv and and, and comedy uh, or like, like theater and stuff on, you know, like, albeit an an amateur level and I had no problem with it. No problem at all. And then once I got into wrestling, I just, I, yeah, I get, I would probably call it stage fright. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and then uh, it went away. Yeah, now now I'm now I'm the best wrestler in the world. Very ah. charismatic. <laughs> I, I will attest that I have seen you live a couple times in Sarnia, and yeah, we've always found you very entertaining, and we enjoy your work. I appreciate that. That's uh, the beautiful voice of Vanessa, my producer up in Canada. Uh, so she has she she always she'll uh, pitch these wrestlers to me and i've gotten into this independent wrestling game late in my life like i i didn't never knew any i just never got into it and she Mm. brings me she brought me you she brought tyler turva tyson dukes uh who who else who am i missing holden albright holden albright and i mean you guys are just great like i'm missing out on all these awesome people all these awesome characters all these awesome wrestling oh man i guess i gotta go up to canada again yeah it's a, it's a canadian bubble yeah i don't know what it is yeah. um so when i first started uh you know like back in 07 uh so maybe like 05 06 07 yeah. things were really really hot here and, I, and it was largely because of that's when um tna yeah. started getting into the swing of things so the two big shows um pendant exposure was was ontario Indy wrestling with Blood, Sweat, and Ears, and uh, UWA Hardcore. And I don't know, maybe it's rose-tinted goggles, but I think back to some of these shows, and just like, like I still think they're, they're bigger shows than like anything that I've, like, I've, I've seen now. Uh, but that's probably, you know, a bit of rose-tinted goggles, but they were like very successful for that time. And you would see on, on BSE shows, I remember going to one and it was, you know, Monty Brown, Rhino, You'd get uh, like Eric Young mm-hmm. on uh, Christopher Daniels. I remember Christian Cage was on it. And so they would get a lot of exposure and attention. And over in, at UWA Hardcore, um, like M-Dog 20. Uh, so Matt Cross cut, was cutting his teeth there. And, and Alex Shelley, I remember Ultimo Dragon was there wow. for an event. And um, like a lot of like the who's who of, of M&E wrestling, even, even today, were... Like like Eric Cannon was was Tyler Black or uh, or yeah. Seth Rollins as Tyler Black started there, um, and uh, like even Okada. Yeah, I I, I I probably saw one of Okada's first matches at uh, UWA Hardcore, um, so it's, it's kind of nuts. But um, I, I you you think with the the internet and everything it would yeah. make that that exposure easier, but I think it's 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 i don't want to say the word i don't know if saturated is the right word but since everything is so accessible yeah um it, it, there's just more there like there's more to to sift through yep no it is it's saturated that's that's the word but yeah i've been having the blast with it but um to go back to your character for a second we have a question in the chat from bob generic bob who says is it hard to switch back to regular mike after being psycho mike no, not at all. <laughs> that's the um, yeah. That's the same I, I, again. It's it's because it's it's. 
I am being myself. Yeah, yeah. I, it's, I don't know, like, I guess I become a bit more normal and everything. It, it is odd, though, because, uh, you know, people, I think, often assume that I, I, I would behave that way all the time or something. <laughs> um, but no, like, I, I am very much so red lights on the camera. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can switch it on and I can do it but it's kind of like a sprint for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Where if I had to, if I had to do that for like a three hour event, yeah, I, I would probably just get tired and burn my, burn myself out. And, you know, I could be on, uh, I guess like it spikes up, right. I could be on like really on for a short period of time. Yeah. And then like, I, I kind of enjoy turning it off being myself. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, well, I'm not yelling at you right now and doing all this. <laughs> it, it's totally fine. It's great. Yeah. Um, your conscience. Your, now we before the before we had you on, me and Vanessa were trying mm-hmm. to say conscience. 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 Yeah, yeah. Your conscience angle. Um, before I, I I'm I'm gonna want you to describe that to the people in the chat. Your conscience angle. And uh, I, you no, know I'll ask you to do that first. So so why don't you let us know. What that angle exactly is, how it works in a match, and uh, how did it come about? Did it just like, did you just say, "Hey, this is I'm gonna do this one night"? Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> how it happened. Pretty much it. Um, it it's, it's a bit, maybe a bit more nuanced yeah. than that. Yeah. Uh, so I started the first match I did was uh, at Smash Wrestling okay. with Sebastian Suave, and. I, actually, I'll go back a bit more. At, at a super kick show one one night, I kind of I kind of just had this idea of me doing. I, I was fighting myself in this match at super kick uh, because my opponent got hurt, and I it was literally what it was. I did it was watch. Like, this we, match. we don't have a repo- we don't have a replacement, yeah, so like, I you're watched fight yourself. One. Yeah, and uh, there's a moment in there, and I don't know why I did it, but I just thought it'd be funny if, like, at some point in the process of me fighting myself, like it just stopped. And then there was just like this interior monologue that would play. <laughs> I was like, like, how did you get yourself in it? Like, almost like lecturing myself. Yep. Uh, it's like, how, like, what are you doing? Like, how, how did you even get into this situation? Like you're kicking your own ass and just this tongue in cheek thing. But it was that super kicked and it's a very, you know, it's like a rowdy bar crowd. Yep. So you couldn't really hear it or anything. Um, so it wasn't as over as I wanted. I still thought it was funny. And then I kind of like had that in the back of my mind a really long time where I just like, just like, I wonder if people wonder what I'm thinking at any given moment in a match. And I really wanted to explore that idea. And then at a smash show, I had a match with Sebastian Suave and he's always busy as a, he's running the show. And so he's just kind of like, I'll get with you like an hour before the show starts and we'll, we'll figure it out. So I had, I was just sitting by myself thinking about it. And I was like, I think I'm going to do it today. So I started running the idea by everybody and um, I just wanted the, my conscience to speak to me in my match to explain my thought process about things. So I, I got into, into like the booth with, with Alan who does the, the, the video work, all the, the, the production there. Yep. And I just did five voiceovers and I made a little story to a match and I'm like, I guess this is my match. And then Seb came and I told him and he's like, okay, I guess that's what we're doing. And all it was was uh, the story of that match was 
uh, like Sebastian like, like had a cut. He had a, a like a bloodbath with with Tarek, uh, um, the show before, and he was, he was you know he got a lot of color in it. So I did a pre-tape where I was nervous about punching him in the in the head because I didn't want to make him bleed. Yeah. Because blood would blood would freak me out. So we're starting the match, and it was very, you know, kind of cookie cutter. You know, and it's something like you would see on, you know, in the seventies or the eighties, right. Where like, I'd go for the punch and like, does everybody want to see it and stuff? Yeah. And then I, Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't. Right. And we did this for like, probably like three or four minutes of the match where everyone's thinking, Oh, this is the story that they're telling. And then at some point I'm reaching and I'm reaching, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to do it. And then the conscience games like psycho Mike is your conscience speaking, <laughs> punch him in the head, you know, and just starts going. And I started wailing on him and everything. And then, uh, the, the crowd erupted. I was I was nervous about it. Yeah. Because I thought it was it was like a risky thing. But I thought I had enough goodwill where if it sucked, then they would say, ah, he's usually good. Maybe maybe he'll do better next okay. time. But they really liked it. And then uh, the the bit that really uh, that really stuck was you know I was I was firing up, and then the the conscience came and it's like a mic conscience speaking. Uh, you, you left the stove on. <laughs> And then everyone's like, and then I just had this like breakdown in the ring where I'm like trying to, like I'm pleading with the ref, like I got to go, but like, don't count me out. Right. I got my stove yeah, on. So it's like this internal struggle. And then like I leave and then it's, it gets to nine, it gets to nine. And then like I run back in, slide in, I get cut off. And then we do the rest of the rest oh, of the match. Funny. And there were a few other things like, you know, in the contest, let me know that his manager was about to attack me from behind so I could counter it. We did some clever things. Um, and I really liked it. And so I, I kept exploring more ideas with it. So I probably did it in like every match for about two years. Yeah. Nice. And then now I kind of, I think it's run its course a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I, I was hoping that would be the thing that was so unique that, that I don't think anyone's done anything like it in no, wrestling. I've never seen anything. Um, nothing even close to it. And I, I was kind of hoping that something like some vertical slice in a match would, would, would go viral and that would be yeah. the, the thing that would take off and, and give me my break and it never never really happened uh with that and then it, it, it actually gets very stressful to do because it's me speaking into the microphone and the, the recording's done like hours before the yeah. event so like we have to know way ahead of time what we're going to do like what the match is, because you can't change it. And and I and I just write down some very crude clue, uh, cues for them to play it. And I remember um, when I had the match, I had a match with Orange Cassidy. Right, right as he started, you know, taking off and getting hugely popular. Um, and it was of course Psycho Mike versus Orange Cassidy. You know, it's going to be comedy, comedy match, and everyone. Oh, I know everyone's it. looking forward to it. And so I'm like, okay, I got to do something with with the conscience, right? It can't just be another orange Cassidy match. Like I know everybody wants to see his greatest hits and everything, but like, I also want um, it to be a psycho Mike match yeah. as well. And so I just remember it was hours before the show and I didn't know how familiar he was with me. Like I, I, I'm, I was very familiar with his work and he's kind of like the name on the show. And it's probably like four hours before the show starts. So I, I, he's kind of sitting in the corner, just minding his own business. And I walk up to him and I'm like, Hey man, uh, I don't want to sound like like a loser or anything, but like I need we need to call the match now. And he looks up, and I'm like it's like I do this conscience thing, uh, and 
we record it like it's me speaking into the microphone so we need to like figure it out so i can and they want it recorded now and he looked up and it, he says that's you speaking into the microphone so like he was familiar with it yeah, but yeah. didn't know i was the ones speaking into it and it was recorded and everything he's like oh shit yeah let's, let's figure this out and then we, we we hashed out like a template for a match so i could get the the, the voiceovers in and it was just kind of like like all right, well, like so, if, if we change our mind, it's 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 too freaking bad because it's it's already done. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah. Do they it got now. the cues and everything, and like production, like they're stressed out already. So, like this is our match, and then uh, you know, and like I'll see you in three hours. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, man, you you're so uh, charismatic. You're so creative. Like that's you you don't see that in wrestling today, and. I, I'm shocked that we haven't at least seen you like, like you would fit in great over on AEW with that style. Yeah. It's in a, my mind. So I like AEW. I, I don't think like, like, like for me as, as a, even as a, as a fan or in terms yeah. of even just motivate profession, whatever, I don't think it could have happened at a better time because there was definitely a period. Yeah. Uh, so I had the injury in 2015. And so I, I'd say like from late 2015 to, you know, for me for the next three years, um, three or four years, I guess when I think I've really, really, really come into my own and I've like, I, where I've been doing my best work, um, my most creative things and the, the work that I'm the most proud of. And like, there was this rut I kind of fell in where it's just, just, okay, so what, what's, what's next? Like, yeah. you're doing this it's always it's like what do you what do you want to do and uh usually it's the the end game is something like wwe right right or, or nxt or whatever and i what i always think where it's like my, like I'm, I'm enjoying the stuff that i'm doing now i i'm feeling very fulfilled with like the, the content like the, the quality of the work that i'm doing and i know they won't let me do it there no and so i kind of had this moment like like where what what's the bigger stage that i can have the freedom to do this stuff on i, I don't know um, and like, like Japan and DDT was, was definitely one of those aspirations. And, uh, and I, and I, I didn't know. And then like AEW, um, and then when the rumors started for that, and then they, they, they did their first show and it's, 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 it's young bucks, Kenny Omega, um, you know, Cody Rhodes and people of that ilk yeah. that are like very on at minimum on board with this type of thing and it'll done it, it done it themselves like they're they're doing the the being the elite show which is still like it's a very well produced tongue in cheek thing which is something like right up my alley and then i was wondering like okay they're trying to make these this big show to compete with, with wwe are they going to have to toe the kind of toe that same line where they, they tone it down and everything and where it's stylistically yeah. the same and then you, you see all the, the all of the events that they do they're they're doing a lot of this fantastical stuff yeah. and then it, uh, the, the the stampede match that they did you know like they're really um i guess i guess experimenting yeah uh trying different things and and that, like that's something I've, I've looked at and just like i i that is definitely a place that would would let me do these types of things and where a place where I think the, that creativity would, would, would flourish. And, you know, I kind of just like dream about doing something like 
what's in the box on a, on a big stage like that yeah. or doing the conscious gimmick on a, on a big stage like that. And how would it work in a stadium yeah. with all those people? Like how, 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 how would I uh, adapt to that? You know, yeah. Um, yeah, that's something I, I would be very, very, very interested in. Uh, so that, that's, I'm glad, I'm, I'm glad they're doing it. Yeah. Um, it, it's, 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 it's given me, Motivation. something to, to strive yeah. for yeah yeah, yeah. Motivation. um before we get to what's in the box because i i totally i forgot about that with uh the blade but uh you mentioned something a, a while ago if if you were afraid to punch the guy in the head because it, you would draw color uh because you couldn't hand like do you not like blood um yeah so that, that was the uh, I, 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 I guess, and I don't now. I guess Psycho Mike doesn't now. And and it's, it's it's funny that you bring that up. So, it, that wasn't a, a character trait. Okay. Like at that point in time, so we did a pre-tape to, to establish that. It, even if, it, even just for the oh, okay. so the audience could yeah. understand. Gotcha. But the thing is, is that, like going forward, like I, I will remember that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I will, like, like this is when I talk about taking it seriously. Yeah. Uh, now and forever, that that is a character trait of Psycho Mike. Now, that's is is would, yeah. would be I don't want to uh, maybe the fear of blood. Yeah. So if I were to do a match later and my my opponent were to stop start bleeding, I would react to it nice. based on that based on that uh, precedent that I that I set on a show that people probably haven't even like. I'm on you know a show yeah. over here. And I, I would I would honor a precedent I set on a completely different show that that, that audience may not even have seen. I like that. Yeah, I do. I and and it's important in my opinion to do that type of thing yeah. because it's just I think it's more interesting to watch and you get more invested in in a, in a character when they behave and react to things differently, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, if I'm watching it, first of all, I asked the question because I didn't know if Psycho Mike didn't like the sight of blood or if Mike didn't like the sight of blood that's what i was wondering but it, it is your it is it's a character trait <laughs> well, you know what yeah, i mean in a way i guess i don't either because i, yeah. I uh i've never I've, I've actually never participated in a match where um bl- uh, blood was done intentionally okay and now you can, so i you know, I, I guess yeah, yeah. maybe maybe that's me projecting yeah on my, <laughs> my, but, that's what I'm, that's what i'm doing where it's like oh, i don't want to do that so I, oh my character yeah. wouldn't do that it's like I white would, doesn't my, like my character would it yeah, yeah. Like, no i'm i'm tough it's it's my character i'm uh <laughs> but the, but you're right though that's great to keep keep it uh you know streamline yeah. it through them all and then people are like yeah. well, wait why doesn't he like blood now i gotta go back and i gotta watch this match then i gotta go watch that but, match you know but it's just like if it happens in a match now it's it's like what it, it will just kind of happen yeah and it will just kind of be this organic thing and uh yeah like that that's what i mean by like like being on yeah. right uh, it, it's easier for me, I guess, to, to think of stuff like as, as it's happening, but it's not, I'm not even really thinking of it. It's just kind of in, in, ingrained in it. Uh, at least, I don't know. I think that this, the process that I go through uh, dictates, uh, influences that. Yeah. Uh, you talked about what's in the box uh, yeah. with the blade. You had mentioned in another podcast, uh, and I apologize. I don't remember the name of it or who it was with. Uh, so shame on me. But you you said that was uh, one of the matches you you keep up high on your pedestal as one of your. That's the best. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's the best match I've ever done. 
Yeah. I, I don't, I, I don't, I don't think I'll, You'll I'll ever it? top it. No, I don't think so. Uh, can you let us, you yeah, know, yeah let us in on that. What, what is it? How did it, you know? Um, so the context of it was, I was, so I was taken with, can't remember. He was Pepper Parks, got signed, and then uh, with Impact, and then became Braxton Sutter. Yeah, I don't know. Sutter. I can't remember. I think he was Braxton. Yeah, he was Braxton at the time. And we were doing well-oiled machines. And we were, okay. um, getting, it was getting really over uh, the tag team at Smash Wrestling. And the thing is, is that like when the tag team started, it was kind of two singles guys, body guys, just you always got the sense that, oh, yeah, they're going to be a tag team for a bit. They're going to split up have a match and then go their own ways, right? The stereotypical tag team booking. Um, so when we were going through that beat, uh, we, we had already known that we were going to get back together and do a baby face run. Cause that's kind of just where like we were, we were getting popular pretty over at the shows. So that was just kind of the next logical thing. But um, like, yeah, we're going to tease a split up and you guys are going to have a, like a grudge match. And the thing was, is that I didn't, I kind of wanted to go through the same stereotypical beats where people would understand that we're going to split up, but we'd kind of like subvert the expectation with, with, with the grudge match where it'd be stylistically different because I didn't want to be doing a match with him where we're hitting each other with chairs and stuff like that. Yeah. And then afterwards it's like, ah, I respect you and I want to be your tag team partner again. And then we're like, we're suddenly baby faces. I said, we need, we'll do something where we, we go through the same beats of the stereotypical tag team breaking up grudge match. We'll change the flavor of it so people enjoy it and like it so much that when we get back together that they'll be happy. That was, that was the goal. And so during the, the split up, what, we, what I was trying to do was I'd be sending him, you know, we'd do a tag match and we, there'd be some miscommunication we'd lose or something like that. So I always like the idea of like exploring storytelling on on uh, social media in a way where we, we, we behave on it as if we would in, in, in real life. You know, a lot of people like, take a, like a promo video of them yeah. in the car and they'll speak to a camera in a way that they would like never speak to anybody yeah. in real life and, and then post it. But like, that's not how we would talk to each other, right? We would be friends uh, growing apart. So what would we try to do? And so we started, I started doing stuff where I made it look like I was trying to like mail them like apology letters and things like that. So I just said like, yeah, I'll just put up a picture of me, like putting something like a little video of me putting something in the mailbox. And then like, just put up a tweet like a day from now, like just buy any card at the store and then like, ha like sign it from me or something and say, Oh, Mike, thanks for the card. You know, we're all good. You know, that type of thing. So then we started doing this thing where I was trying to send them a gift. Okay. Like I wasn't, we weren't act I wasn't actually trying to sell it through the mail. It was, yeah. it was all the work. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I would just be like, Hey Pepper, you know, why'd you, why'd you send the, the gift back and stuff like that? So then one of the shows, I just brought it with me and I had this, this, uh, box that I just wrapped and we ended up using it in a match and it got stupidly over. I just hit him in the head with it. Uh, and, and people popped and everything like that. So then our grudge match was coming up and I, I, I kind of wanted to go with this theme of the gifts. I love the idea of gift wrapping stuff and one of the, the example I used is like, I don't know, like you pull out a table and it's like gift wrapped or something. We just kind of reference all the stuff that we're doing. I was brainstorming all of this. And then uh, like when I was talking to the, the booker about it, he's like, well, you know, there's already a tables match on the show. 
I'm like, all right, then I'll give her like a chair or something. Yeah. Like, I just want to do one. Like, it was just going to be one spot. And he's like, oh, there's already a chairs match on the show. And I'm like, well, okay, what's the booking for this? And it was, it was like Tarek and Sebastian in a chairs match at a start. And then it was um, the, the, the Smash Brothers, or I guess uh, the, 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 the order um, against uh, TDT in a tables match. And then it was going to be Pepper and I in like a singles grudge match. And I'm like, and we, we don't have like a gimmick or anything. Um, like this, this baby face run we're going to go on is going to be dead on arrival, right? Like following uh, those two matches. Uh, so I was getting really nervous about it. And, and then just by happenstance, I happened to come across a bunch of boxes. And I just got this idea where just, well, I had this little box, like I'm going to make a bigger box. But I had all of them and I, I brought them all with me. I bought a bunch of wrapping paper and then I just had this idea um, where it's like, well, well, we'll do a grudge match. We'll do the same beats of a grudge match, but everything will be replaced with something gift themed, right? Yeah. We can't use tables. We can't use chairs, but there's other stuff, right? Well, we use the box instead of a table. We use uh, uh, like the, the wrapping tube instead of like a kendo stick yeah. and then I actually wanted to get a bunch of tiny little boxes that you put on a cake, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And use those as thumbtacks, but those are impossible to find. And then we ended up using the, the ribbons for that instead. And that, that was done. We were already at the show and like I had a bunch and I poured it in the middle of the ring and it was like, this isn't enough. So Matt, one of the referees went down to a dollar store. And he's like, he said, I'm going to get you more. He went down to a dollar store, came back. He's like, here's a bunch more that he just, he bought them in bulk. I couldn't believe how many you got. And he said, and they had balloons that were cheap, like if you want to use them for anything. And we were just about to finish wrapping one of the boxes. And I said, let's just, and that's when Pepper was there. He said, like, just, let's just put balloons in this box. And like the big one, like, and just whatever. Like if, if, if we, if they, they go everywhere, whatever it is. Like we had no idea what we were doing in the match yet. We just made all the props yeah. and then we figured out where to like, um, and we knew the order that we wanted to do it in. And then it was actually backstage. I'm like, how do we make this match make sense? And he came up with the idea. He's like, why don't you just uh, say we're going to have a what's in the box match? And he's like, well, I'm like, what is it? And he's like, does it like, I don't know, like you show the box, like could just say it's a what's in the box match. And then like, we try to see what's in, in, in the box and, uh, and then we do our match. So we actually had it like planned pretty meticulously where, you know, you review the first box. So like everyone thinks that's the payoff. Yeah that this box on the stage, like what's in it, what's in it, what's in it. And then, you know, we did the rest of the match. We uh, did it with the, we had the, the wrapping paper tubes. We did it with the, um, uh, the, the, the ribbons. And there was a point in the match where I come through the back with an even bigger box. That's, that's twice as big as, as the, the, the alleged payoff. And then uh, we, we do the finish. Uh, we did this big superplex into the big box and then the balloons burst out everywhere oh perfect and the crowd went insane and you can actually see me on camera like we're i do we do the suplex right and i'm lying there and you can see me on camera i hit him and i point up and i'm smiling i'm like hey man the balloons <laughs> came balloons, out they did it perfect right? but pepper he's like such a professional he's just like ah we got him wait for it wait okay pin me pin me and he's, he's being like a full professional i'm just like marking out for the <laughs> the, 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 the spot oh, um that's great and then afterwards uh we did the bit with um uh, total eclipse of the heart um where you know, oh I, bonnie tyler song uh, yeah, like, yeah, turn, yeah i was like turn around braxton 
turn around and the song played the crowd got into it he turned around we did the big embrace and then as it died down he presents me with a, another box and this one is the other boxes were crudely wrapped this one was done really nice my girlfriend did it full ribbon it's like professionally done and then i open it up and there's the bottle of oil and everyone pops because <laughs> the wild machine yeah, um and so when i'm talking about action comedy and stuff yeah, like that that's a movie right there. um like this it was a funny match yeah that was a funny match but i don't, I don't care how egotistical this sounds yeah. that match told a good fucking story yeah because it was that whole thing was it just to me a great story because everybody could identify with it everyone's had a friend that they started growing apart from that uh that they didn't want to um we talked earlier like with this quarantine you know you have to put more effort into relationships and things like that and it was basically just like two brothers fighting in their basement and then you know afterwards you know they they're they're still brothers at the end of it and uh we didn't go to a place that we couldn't come back from you know what i mean yeah so we're still able to do the grudge match tell a nice little story and people were laughing people loved it but they we took the subject matter seriously right so as they're laughing at it it's not they're laughing at they're, they're just enjoying the, the spectacle of the match and, and afterwards I, I remember like Veda, Veda Scott was there because Mike Bailey was also on that show yeah and I remember Veda Scott coming out and she like she had tears in her eyes yeah. like afterwards because of, and I was like I don't know like to me that that's like the pinnacle of, of what I want to do is it's I want to make people laugh I want to make people smile and I want to make them feel right yeah and it, it, that's what I'm talking about where, where comedy matches like I wouldn't call that a comedy match. That oh, was a good. That's a that story. A damn good story. Yeah. That was a damn good story, that told some damn good jokes. Yeah. I don't care how pretentious that sounds, but it's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you haven't seen that, go find it. Go find it somewhere. Watch it. I yeah. It's uh, if you search "What's in the Box," you'll see a bunch of the seven yeah. seven clips. Yeah. Brad Pitt, and like, yeah. we might be like eleventh on the list. Yeah. Just scroll <laughs> but, down. Yeah. Um. I, I something I, I try to live by on this show is I, I never like to keep anybody over an hour because time is precious, uh, especially in today's day and age. We're reaching that now if we haven't gone over, but uh, I, I definitely would love to have you on again sometime because I mean, I have a plethora of topics we could just <laughs> delve yeah. into. Uh, oh, I use plethora, plethora is a good word. I didn't plethora use plethora is a good word, I didn't yeah. use resonate tonight, but Look that's that. okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, get, I know. Before the next one, you're gonna you're gonna buy like a fat thesaurus or something. And <laughs> yeah, start, right. All right. Highlight certain words. Yeah. <laughs> um, what what I what I do at the end of every show? I think I just saw a spider crawl across my, whatever. What I do at the end of every show is we, I, I like to call them arachnids. Arachnids. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Next show, we're just gonna do uh, a bunch of big words. We're only gonna use big yes. words. And yeah. we'll do the entire. You're gonna have to put like, subtitles to put it in, like regular. <laughs> Footnote regular... it. Yeah, I agree. Um, I like to give the mic uh, to you, to the guest. Uh, you can put over anything you want. You, you can you can bury anything you want, plug anything you want. I don't care what you do, Mike. Uh, I don't care what you do, Psycho Mike. The floor is yours, my friend. <laughs> well, I I have nothing coming up, <laughs> so I don't have much to plug. Um, just social media. Uh, I am Psycho Mike. Okay. I Give it a stuff. just smash that smash that, that. that follow button just to completely destroy it. Um, yeah. Oh man, like 
You did have Backyard Pro. Sorry to interrupt. Oh, right. Yeah, Backyard Pro. So that was uh, that was just that done. I'm thinking future, right? Look at me. I'm, I'm, I'm so narrow-minded that I'm, I'm always thinking the future. Yeah. So uh, Backyard Pro was a, a little project that yep. uh, it wasn't my project. It was a project of, uh, of a friend of mine named Jeff, who's uh, Von Vertigo on the independent circuit, um, who's a very, very talented uh, I don't know, video editor. Yeah. And so it's a fun little, fun little show. We did, we did uh, two sets. So season one, season two of, a, of three episodes each. And um, so for season two, I, I, I fought a, a rock for, for two weeks. A rock or the rock? Yeah, the rock. Yeah. The rock over the course of two weeks, uh, which was, ended up being three episodes. So if you look up Backyard Pro on, on YouTube, yeah. uh, you'll see uh, season two. Um, there will be yeah, three episodes there and, uh, yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not, not, probably not my, uh, my, my proudest moment, but I, I, I fought the rock in, 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 my, in my backyard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was good. Um, it was yeah, it was, it's, it's surprisingly difficult. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that, that one's fun. Yeah. You went from wrestling, a, you went from wrestling a pillow as a kid to wrestling a rock. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the pillow. The pillow was a better worker. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh man, it was, it, was, it was lighter going up. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, yeah. So I guess. Yeah, I guess that's 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 like the thing I can plug right now yeah. is uh, that's what I got going on. <laughs> the Rock is a sti- the Rock's a stiff worker. Yeah, he, he was. I actually like hurt myself because I, I would hit it. I'd punch it and do forearms, and I'm like. It's a it's it's a rock. Of course, it hurts, right? Yeah. But I wanted I wanted it to look okay. I, like I'm already I already know it's it's a, it's a silly concept, but I have to take it seriously, yeah. right? Yes. Otherwise, it just looks like a, a senile man uh, <laughs> fighting an inanimate object, which is kind of I guess what it is. I don't, I don't even know what I was trying to say with that. But, but you got to take it seriously, otherwise it was, a, it's it was, just it was psycho look... Mike going losing his mind in quarantine, and and this was this was how he he coped. It's yeah. uh, it's actually very deep, nuanced. Tells a story. There's a lot of yeah. themes that I, ex- I explored in it, um, and uh, my 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 dad was there for 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 the end of it. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there's there's the, the teaser. <laughs> there you go. Go watch it. There's yeah. There's yeah. the teaser. Um, yeah. Psycho Mike, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, I'd love to have you back on sometime. Yeah, I, How how's next Saturday at about nine thirty? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if Vanessa's the boss. Actually, no, I don't. I actually, I might not be. No, Saturday, next Saturday might not actually be getting good for me. But well, uh, we'll but get, no, seriously, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll get. We, we should just. You have you have the link. You can just kind of jump in when you feel like it. Let's oh, go that way. Tell, okay, you yeah. had to tell him that. He's gonna yeah. show up and give us the people's oh, is it elbow. The same, is it the same link every time? Well, no. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> I don't think you'd lie to me. I would never uh, lie yeah, to next, you. Next, next, next time we ask me uh, how I how I got started with wrestling again, and I'll I'll tell the exact same story. <laughs> you know what your you know what your gimmick should be? You just tell a different story every time. You know, like, I was I, I actually I definitely considered that. Uh, just but every time, like in reality, different. like I don't I don't think I could muster the energy to to do that every single time. <laughs> oh man. Great. But I'd also think, uh, like, genuinely, because um, I know everybody do, doing interviews, they yeah. 
you do some form of preparation. Yeah. Uh, like for example, you, you, you listen to other podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. like, if you got a different answer, like it might've, like it might offend you. Like, hey, hold on. Like, why are you lying to me? Or <laughs> Right. But you yeah. the, telling me something different. Well, yeah. And it was funny because I don't remember what podcast it was and I'll let you go after this, but you, you said that you're like, Oh, this answer is not very great. It's yeah. like, I wish it was better. Oh, it's the first, it's the first question of like, uh, like right off the get go. boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so like, I don't know how to tell it. It's, <laughs> it's just, it's the yeah. way it is. I feel if I ever went into wrestling, that would be my answer. Cause I'd be like, yeah, I watched wrestling, man. I woke up on Saturdays, I watched wrestling, and I beat my brothers up in, in yeah. my spare time. Uh, like, that's it, you know? Yeah. So. Uh, oh, well, my, my brother did give me a Death Valley drive to my bedroom wall once. Oh. <laughs> God. I mean, I have. Yeah, I have that so... pissed my dad off. <laughs> I bet. I, brought, I, bet yeah, I brought that one up in my uh, my brother's wedding speech. Actually, <laughs> oh man! But that's something that definitely happened. Where he just he just called me up. He's like, "Hey, Mike." It's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Let me try something." He put me on his shoulders, <laughs> just ran me on my bed, and my bed was right against yeah. the wall, and my ass went right through it. <laughs> and he, he's like, he's like, "Oh shit!" So he runs into the bathroom, locks the door, and I'm like, because my dad's like, "What the was that?" You could hear him yeah. stomping up the stairs. My brother locked himself in the bathroom, and I'm trying to get in. And he just—he left me for the the wolves. He threw you under the for bus. the longest time. Yeah. I had this. <laughs> even when my dad plastered it, it wasn't painted or anything. So like friends would come over and like, "Whoa, what happened there?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Oh my, my god! Brother gave me the, it brings back well, so it, many at the movies. time. It was the Godfather's pimp driver, though. Yeah. So oh, and we'll get the, the, yeah, yeah, we'll bring that on. Give me the pimp <laughs> Godfather's <laughs> pimp driver. Give me the pimp driver through uh, my, my my bedroom wall. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. All right, Psycho, we'll let you go. We'll definitely have you back on. You have Car Blanche on this show. Look at that, Car Blanche. Boy, yeah, I, I, don't even know, I, I don't know how to pronounce that. I've Carbon. only seen it written Carb- in text. I, 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 always, I always said it as Carte Blanche. Carte, oh, maybe, maybe now, that's... Now I look, uh, now I like look unintelligent. <laughs> I, I don't, maybe that's the right way to say it. I, 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 I'm, I'm hoping so. I get it from uh, Howard Stern's private like coming on these movie. things and looking stupid. Uh, you know? You'll be fine. Look, you're, <laughs> you're you're next to me. I'm standing here behind a bar that says Dick Star CK City on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't look any worse <laughs> than this. Uh, anyways, have yourself a wonderful night and uh, a phenomenal weekend, I guess. Thank you. This is great. And I'm glad that uh, you didn't yeah. get whisked away in a yeah. tornado during this <laughs> conversation. <laughs> Nobody took me away. I probably wouldn't have been able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you around. Have a good night. Okay. Take care. Thank yep, you. Bye. Oh, that was great, Vanessa. Uh, this guy's called The Standing Streamer.